Welcome to the Wrestling Philosophy Show, where we discuss unique perspectives and beliefs on the sport of wrestling. Give us a follow or subscribe on various social media platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Enjoy the show. Glad to be back in the studio recording these shows. Today we sit down with Ross Thatcher of Ohio Crazy Goats. Coach Thatcher was an All-American at Penn State and a coach at the college level at Penn State, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. He now coaches Ohio Crazy Goats in central Ohio and has a great perspective on the big picture of the sport. Thanks for joining us, Ross. All right, Coach Thatcher, Crazy Goats, among other uh, coaching history here. Welcome to the show. I've been uh, wanting to get you on uh, for a while since since I started this podcast, and it's been a while since I've had a show or episode, whatever you want to call them, but um, I've always appreciated your perspective and um, your respect over the last few years, you know, when, when something's going on, your, I guess, level-headedness or whatever you want to call it, when you, you uh, have conversations with me or whoever else, it's, it's uh, I think people, people listen when you talk and uh, that's, I think you're a good fit for the show. So welcome. Thank you very much. Happy to be on. Yeah. Um, real quick, you have a long list of accolades, obviously coaching at all levels um, for those I don't know who you are. Can you kind of fill us in real quick? Sure. I don't like talking about myself much. No. It, um, hey, they're tuning in for you, not me. I uh, grew up in Columbus, uh, youngest of four boys, went to Bishop Reedy High School, uh, got into it when my two oldest brothers started wrestling in high school. They had a little novice program. And back then, Bishop Reedy and the sales were two pretty local good powerhouse programs. So I was lucky when I got into it, um, I was around really good coaches and wrestlers and families and uh, just kind of came up through the novice program, um, wrestled at Reedy, uh, got a scholarship to Penn State, wrestled there, and then was asked to start coaching right when I graduated. So I spent my first three years coaching at Penn State and then just kept going from Penn State to uh, Ohio State, out to Oklahoma, um, back to Ohio State, where we ended up winning a national championship. And before I met my wife and uh, we had our daughter, I always did a kids club on the side at night. You know, when you're young and single, it's you can work that 10 <laughs> to 12 hour day and then still have energy to go help some rugrats out. Um, so I've always been around the smaller kids uh, even while coaching in college. Um, and now it's, you know, I'd, I'd never take back some of the, some of the friendships and memories I got to make while coaching in college, but this is my fourth year away from college coaching. And I kind of wish I would have started it a long time ago. So uh, I've had some experience coaching in freestyle and Greco for team USA and doing some of that wrestling myself, but now strictly just, coaching the goats and helping the, the, the community I live in, which is in Hilliard, helping the three high school programs out with their youth and helping Bishop Watterson out with Tommy's group as well. So it's uh, it's a good time. That's awesome. So you're, you're all American at, <clears throat> excuse me, Penn state. I've coached at right. The biggest stage, right. You've yep. Madison square garden, uh, Varner, right. You've, you've coached, you know, yeah. Snyder. Um, now you're back. Like you say, coaching with Tommy Rollins there. Um, what um your youngest of four brothers you mentioned yeah what uh 
what led you back, I guess, from college back to um, t- coaching the youth? You know, what, what was it that, you know, you Oklahoma State was in there, right? You coached Oklahoma, Oklahoma. State. Oklahoma, I'm sorry. Yes, Oklahoma, I'm sorry. No. Um, so what, <laughs> what's that? Boomer Sooner. Yeah. So you've been all over, I guess. What brought you back to the youth? What is it about the, you know, you said you've always done it, but what brought you back? I love coaching. I love building relationships, gaining the trust of people, helping people. Um, I knew even when I stepped out from from college coaching that this is the only thing I wanted to do. Um, I'm a little biased, but I think I'm pretty good at it. Um, And I wanna be a part of helping build Central Ohio back up to, uh, to having good programs and helping as many coaches as I can and as many kids as I can. And it's, uh, it's kind of my, it's kind of my drug, drug of choice, whether it's helping kids that are still learning how to tie their shoes to elite grade school, junior high, high school kids. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of my, my other church, I guess is the best way to say it. That's awesome. And Central Ohio, I mean, just the last handful of years, let alone the last 10 years, it's transformed pretty, pretty deep, right? I mean, 10 years ago, what, where it was at and, you know, where it's at now, what, what have you seen change or what, what's been the catalyst for that change in Central Ohio at, at the, you know, youth level? There's, there's a lot of things. I think it's a lot of work, a lot of years that are just starting to pay off now. Um, I think there's a lot of community coaches that volunteer a lot of their time to give the, to introduce the sport to kids. And when those kids kind of graduate from, whether it's the Russ Hellickson league or the, I think down South, they got the Kobe Wah and I'm sure all over the state, you got your little local community leagues. Um, there are, you know, once you start dominating that, you move on to the next, the next stage. Um, I think we're very lucky to have a good group of, of people that run clubs. Um, you said 10 years, I would probably say, I'd say, you know, you got the Morans, the Sabato, Palmer. I think they've all been around for 10 or more years building kids up. Um, you got your upstarts like, like myself, uh, maybe Pursuit. Um, but you have a, I, th- I think, you have a community of people that want to teach wrestling and the second they start trusting each other to let the kids work together, whether it's in your house, my house, your club room, this high school in the backyard, wherever, when everyone starts coming together, you know, you grow. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think there's some people that do it the right way and the wrong way. Um, But I think overall, when when you got a group of coaches at the high school, I, I'm kind of rambling here. When you, when, you get, when you get local local coaches, high school coaches, that put time and effort into the youth biddy program, and you get people that run it the right way and get kids to really love the sport and don't worry about the result, just learn the process, teach the kids there's gonna be adversity, but don't yell at them when they lose. Don't celebrate too high when they win. Teach them the right way. Then those kids love the sport and they want to continue on. When you've got as many clubs as Columbus has, then there's opportunities to take it to the next step. 
I think that's where the growth is happening. It, Sorry, I kind of rambled. There. No, it's per you're, you said it perfectly. You're right. And, um, you know, I guess that's one thing I never thought it's, it's been a work in progress, you know, nothing, you know, the sport itself, like you said, doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, here, here's central how putting that work and it's, it's, it's starting to pay off. Right. You, yeah. you have uh, the other clubs popping up and everyone's putting in work. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of people, like people say the, the names of the big clubs, but I know, I know one of my coaches, Jimmy Edwards, mm -hmm. he helped develop me. He helped develop big time, Tommy Rollins. Um, he's probably helped more kids in central Ohio than any coach in the last 20 years. And most people don't know his name. Right. Um, and he still is, plays a big part of my club and, and Tommy's club with the, with the Eagles. Um, just takes people like that, um, that really care about the kids. What, what I'm hoping, and hopefully I'm not talking too much is no. what I, what I'm really hoping is, you know, when you can get people to care as much about the kids growing up to be good people to, you know, one day we all become fathers, one day we all become husbands or wives, whatever. Um, I think when you push that as much as, as the result driven sport that we're in, and I like to keep score, don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, it's that builds a culture. And when you can get that culture steamrolling, it, it really helps out a lot. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've never met Coach Coach Edwards, but it sounds like he's a no-ego guy, right? He's there for the right reasons. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's, he's one of those guys that he, you know, to, to motivate you, I might have to push a different button than to motivate myself. He was the mastermind of I've never met a kid that didn't like him. Mm -hmm. he, he knew when to be tough on kids. He knew when to make kids laugh, when to have fun. Um, he was an all American back when LSU had a program, um, teammates with, with guys like Kevin Jackson. And, um, oh, wow. so it's one of my best friends this day, but just got a lot of respect for him. And, and there's countless amounts of coaches like him that people don't know. That's awesome. Know? Is he from central Ohio or what? what yeah, there? yeah. He grew up on the West side of Columbus. Like I did, um, lives in Hilliard now. Awesome. But he's still helping really out or. Yeah. Yeah. He helps my club out a great deal. And, and it's just, uh, kids, parents find him. He does a lot of small group training. Um, he's getting older, just, just bat got through a battle with cancer. He's cancer free. Oh, um, good. Great to hear. So, yeah, I think the long winded answer to, to your original question is it just, it's no different than raising a family. It takes a village. It's, it's, there's a lot of people in central Ohio who care about wrestling. Mm -hmm. I, th I think there's more that care about doing it the right way than the wrong way. Right. Um, and we're still far off from ever becoming, becoming the Cleveland, you know, the, the Northern part of the state. But I think, I think Columbus is in good hands and, and central Ohio is doing really well. hundred percent agree. Uh, so was coach Edwards behind helping you start crazy goats or where the name crazy goats come from? Uh, so it's kind of funny when I, when I started coaching at Penn state and, and I, I, I was one of the, not the first, but one of the guys that started leading off the NLWC for Penn State, we had a youth club that was really good. Uh, obviously, if you open up the Penn State wrestling room, no matter who's coaching, you're going to attract talent. Mm -hmm. um, but our rival club was the Angry Fish. And you had uh, Ty Moore and you had Brinzer from Iowa. Um, and they just kept it. I remember still being young and not a meathead, but 
kind of old school where it had to like, if you weren't bleeding or, or you know, like you had to go hard. And um, so coaching my, my club kids for the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club on the side and go to these tournaments and these kids are like throwing frisbees and playing hacky sacks and they're wearing tie dye shirts. And they just seem to have so much fun and they were good when they wrestled. Mm-hmm. So all my kids, young kids, Pennsylvania kids were like, we got to come up with a cool name. And I basically just said, you guys come up with it. And they came in with like, you know, something a lot of the PA kids would hunt and fish and they had weird names. And one little like seven-year-old real quietly said uh, crazy goats. And obviously when the young shy kid talks, everyone kind of hushes up a little so you can hear him. He was like crazy goats. And I was like, crazy goats. Why? And he was like, cause we're bad. And it was just so cute and so funny and everyone lost. It was like, boom, crazy goats. So we started calling crazy goats and then came back to help Russ out at Ohio state and train with Tommy and um, started a youth club in the highest state wrestling room, we called it the crazy goats and just kind of took it around. And now we're back to the crazy goats, just kind of catchy and fun and tries to loosen it up a little, you know, that is no, that's all you're the, the singlet challenge with coach, uh, coach Ryan. I saw that, the, the singlet oh, yeah. in the snow. That was, yeah. It looks like yeah. you keep it fun. Oh yeah. Have to, it's too hard of a sport. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um, Speaking of Nittany Lion Wrestling Club, I was uh, up at Cleveland State this morning, and uh, Josh Moore, I, I mentioned, I was talking to you later today, and he said, oh, you almost had to tune him up one time at camp. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> I, w- I was a young coach and didn't didn't quite understand leadership yet. Um, and he was, he was a young college athlete that didn't want to do his turn mopping mats. And... I guess I didn't know quite how to handle it. Next thing you know, I was pulling him out of a car and <laughs> thinking that leadership was one thing. And but uh, Josh and Scott did a hell of a job. They were they were tough, mean wrestlers and had a great career. Yeah, they were they were mean. They were they were tough and mean. That that's a hundred percent correct. Yeah. Um, you know, this past year obviously has been you know one that's been crazy. Um, you know, with the crazy goats. Do you have some wrestlers that kind of you're building the program around or kind of, you know, coaches or, you know, wrestlers or dads that are kind of, you know, that's been by your side through this past year that you kind of building the program around or is it kind of. Yeah. I, I think 95% of our club before COVID is still with the club. Um, I'm learning getting back into um, like I said, I always coach the youth kids, but when you're coaching in college, you can't go to the tournaments. Mm-hmm. So in my first two, my first two years out of college, I made it a goal that I wanted to build up my own stable. So I started in my community at Hilliard and did nothing but beginner club. And we had around 60, 70 kids. And after a couple of years, I was like, all right, I'm going to do keep beginner, have elite. And obviously it's no different than when the college kids graduate. You know, I just came off of coaching uh, the national championship team. I'm on TV coaching Snyder, beating, like you said, Barnard to make the Olympic team. I kind of had a hot name in the area. Um, you, that first year I started crazy goats, like kids came from everywhere, right? They think like, Oh, he's gonna, he's got a magic wand. He's going to make my kid awesome. Um, I'd say 95% of my kids stayed through COVID. You have no different than in life. You have your, your professionals that are job hoppers. 
Mm -hmm. um, I'm learning that you have your club hoppers. Mm -hmm. um, if everything isn't tailored directly towards my kid, it's okay, we'll go to Palmer's or we'll go to Moran or we'll go to the Sabato, we'll go over here. Um, right. last, last year before COVID hit, that was my year where everyone came over to me or we had the who's who of D2 and D3 wrestlers. Um, we were gonna run through OAC State, um, but then COVID hit and a lot of those kids trained during the summertime with me, but then not knowing if we were gonna have a season or not before we got our building, probably lost eight, nine kids, I would say, that were that are studs. Um, but I, I was able to keep my non-club hopper kids with me. Um, and we have, we have a really nice stable of kids that I started from, from beginner wrestling to kids that came to me when, when I started the elite program. Um, I don't want to name any names because I'll forget some and offend some right. people. But, you know, that, that first year at OAC, I, I think we had nine, nine state champs, like six or seven runner-ups, a ton of placers. Uh, we were going to do better last year. This year, I think we ended up with three champs. Uh, a few runner-ups and, a, and a, a good amount of placers. And I'm including in my group with Tommy's group because they train with us. We train with them. Um, but I think as, as a, as a co-club, we're, we're doing it the right way. And we're, we're, uh, we're, we're lucky. My, my crazy goat family has, has become a community. That's awesome. Where parents help each other. The kids are becoming what I think will be lifelong friends. I think the majority of the kids and the parents are buying in to not having the quick, let's win at the grade school level because we're super studs and we're going to be awesome because we won at the grade school level, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the journey and the process of learning the sport and the important things are going to build you as a person for life. Um, need to learn, right? 100. I think learning how to learn is one of the most important things we get out of wrestling. And I think it's one of the hardest things as a coach, coach to teach is just learning how to learn. Um, on Tommy's side, the, the Eagles, you know, it's, it's a good uh, Catholic family, but I grew up in a good Catholic family. I know you probably did with St. Mary's. Um, mm -hmm. those, those parents are the parents that are taking kids to school every day, picking kids up, going to church together. They're already a community, and they are so much fun to be around. Not, not that my group isn't. But I have kids driving from an hour over here, an hour over here. You know, these guys are all the way around. So when those two sets of uh, groups of parents kind of get together some, it's, it's really neat for me. And I know it is for Tommy. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And, and you coach Tommy too, right? Yeah, Tommy was like my little brother growing up. Because mm -hmm. um, you both went to Bishop Reedy, right? Both went to Reedy. Mm -hmm. I was my freshman year in college. It's his freshman year in high school. Okay. So it's, it's been a fun dynamic, him being the little, little squirt hanging on my leg and following me around to him becoming like the superstar and me coaching him and, you know, me following him around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's fun. It's, we, we are very like-minded. Um, it's funny. It's funny to see the parents hear us speak to other parents or our kids because you'd almost think we don't care about winning. You'd almost think like, you know, it's all hugs and kisses and, and don't worry, you lost buddy, but we're two of the most competitive people you're going to find that 
you know, we do our best not to lose our mind in stressful situations, but we have that, that trigger as well. Yeah. Well, you've, you've seen it at all stages and you, you kind of understand the big picture. Right. And I guess yeah. that's probably the hard part, you know, with these, you know, club hoppers or these parents, you know, especially this year is, you know, I guess, how, how do you talk to parents and you know, instill that big picture in their, in their brain? Like what, you have any tips or tricks to some of these it's, for these new coaches? I think it's very hard and very simple at the same time. I think, I think whether it comes with coaching athletes or coaching parents that hard truths and honesty and consistency with that makes a difference. And some parents and some kids buy in and some, no matter what you've done in your life, no matter, you know, like, so for me, I have, I went through kids wrestling. I went through high school wrestling, college wrestling. I've coached guys who have went on to win Olympics and world teams. And um, I feel like I have a pretty good background and understanding of, of what it coaching. takes. <laughs> you, know, you, you spend 20 years in college coaching. You're around a lot of really good athletes that were probably good youth wrestlers. And you spend a lot of time in those big white vans, buses, planes, hotel rooms. And I've heard story after story of, my, my dad was hard. My dad didn't say a word. I've heard it all. So if I'm going to try to share my knowledge with you and you don't want to listen and you're like, well, my kid's winning state this year. He's training seven days a week and he's going to this room and he's going to that room. And it's like, congratulations. Your kid's a 10 year old state champ. Yeah. Where, where's that getting you? Right. <laughs> but that's all they know right now. Right. They're all first time they parents. Right. And, and it comes from genuine love and passion for wanting to put their kids in the best position to succeed. So it's, I think it comes from a good place, but can become very toxic sometimes. And that's, that's the double-edged sword we have with our sport, I think, right? 100%. Um, I spend more time coaching my parents than I do my kids. And I lose 10 to maybe a dozen kids a year because the parents don't like hearing how I want to get their kids through this journey. Mm -hmm. But I would also say I gain more kids than I lose from other parents talking to other parents yeah. saying, Hey, this guy gets it. He's trying to, you know, he, he wants your kid to have good character and to learn how to work hard, not just when it's easy, but when it is hard. Right. Um, so I kind of take pride in that. Um, it's hard though. I get, I get, I get kind of tired sometimes of pushing that button on the parents where it's like, just listen to me. Like, <laughs> you have to, right? Yeah. But it's the same conversation. You probably about, year after you year. After you, you, kids future, you have to. Yeah. It's probably that you, you know, okay. In November, it's going to be this conversation with parents, Christmas break. It's going to be this right. Come March for, you know, OEC state, it's going to be this conversation. You probably know the conversations are going to happen before they're going to happen. Right. I value it though. I, re I really, yeah. really value that. It's no, it's no different than, you know, when you first, you, you've coached for a while, you know, when you see the first time when a kid really values the training, mm -hmm. right? Like that light bulb goes off and it's like, they like, get it. Okay. <laughs> I've done my job. This kid gets it. He understands that this part of practice really matters. Mm -hmm. Right. I really value the friendships that I make with, with my parents that they start to get it, you know? Um, I think it's one of the, I mean, I get a high off seeing kids win or even when kids lose, when they do something right. But, um, I think with that, that hard, hard truth, 
excuse me, conversation with the parents is what it's really all about. Yeah, that, you hit the nail on the head that you're 100% right. It's, um, you know, they're first time parents, you know, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm sure you see it as a parent too. And I, I'm, I'm learning that right now as a parent, you know, I don't, my kids don't wrestle, but they're involved in other sports and it's okay. You know, I want what's best for them, but I'm trying to figure that out as a, as an adult and as a parent, what's, what's best for them. And, yeah. um, but, uh, I think but, we're lucky though. You said you have four daughters. Yeah. Yep. So yep. like I can give the best advice to any of my wrestling parents about what to say, when to say it, how to, how to deal with losses, you know, their behaviors, if they're having problems at school or not, I can give the best advice when it comes to my own kid. It's like, I lose my mind. Yes. Right. So that's where I think like guys like you and me that, that want to give back and help kids. Like we're lucky that our sons that we don't have aren't in that practice room. Yeah. It gives us an advantage to step outside the box and be like, listen, you got time. Like relax, mm -hmm. trying hard. This is hard. So I think we're lucky. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Uh, my brothers have boys and you know, I was the oldest of four boys. So I kind of remember them growing up you know, as a, you know, wanting it for them too. And it was stressful, you know, wanting it for that, my brothers, but um, yeah. How many like, titles does your family, you won four, you had a brother win three, I know one, one, one. Yeah. I won four and then drew one, three. Um, and then Corey, I mean, we were all four time state placers. Um, Corey ended up, uh, what was it? Third, third, fifth, first. And then the youngest Troy um, was third, second, second, second. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I won't get into details, but yeah, yeah. He, he beat the guy. Uh, I think his record was six and two against the kid he lost to junior and senior year in the finals. And there was a questionable stalemate. He was winning by one with short time left. Questionable stalemate. Didn't start the clock in the start state finals. Uh, so, I mean, it, yeah. But, he, you know, it wasn't his life. You know, he, they, we all wrestled at Kent State. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was, not, you know, I'm not in his shoes, but – uh. But yeah, so that's what eight titles, but we all, you know, I think it's a testament going back to parents, you know, you know, the injuries and craziness and, you know, we all finished odd, you know, each year, you know, and pretty blessed with my parents. They, they put us in the right spot. You know, my dad had to cut his uh, wrestling short due to head trauma and concussion. So, you know, you know, that's another part of it too. You know, when injuries happen, talking to parents, like, look, you know, there's big picture here, you know, don't yeah. put them out there if they're not healthy already. Um, no, for sure. So, yeah. So it's, and I, I, I think you'll get a kick out of this, but some of my former teammates from Penn state and college coaching friends that I've made over the years, they think it's so cool. You know, when you meet up with the old college friends, they're like, how's the state of this? How's your family? It's like, one question I get now that I'm back in full-time coaching kids is how's the state of wrestling in the state of Ohio? Mm -hmm. It always comes around that we have two, two good organizations in the state of Ohio with, with OA and OAC. Mm -hmm. um, when you guys separate the weekends, um, but they find it very interesting and they, and it must not be this way in other States, but it's, it's, it's awesome that a wrestling family that has had a lot of success gives back by creating this company that provides all these opportunities, training, um, wrestling, competing opportunities for the state, you know, like without OAC, the, the, the growth of wrestling isn't where it is right now. And I know you said you didn't want to talk about it, but I think what I preach more than anything in my club is, is the two greatest words you can say to anybody is thank you. So you know, I just, as a, as a coach in Ohio, I want to say thank you to your mom and dad, 
who did what they did for you guys and for your whole family for creating this OAC um, to give our kids these these opportunities. And I, and I think it's funny. Um, I think it's funny because everyone knows OAC, you know, I think I'm, I, I left high school in 95. You started high school in 96, I think. Correct. Right. Remember that right. And then OAC um, started in 99. So it was, it was started yeah. after us. Yeah. So, but I know your family name, you know, cause still young enough mm-hmm. to, uh, to know you and, and, and your family. Um, but I don't know. I bet you if we took all the parents from grade school state this year and put them down on the mats and we said, how did Jared Opfer do in high school? Very few people would know that. And I think it's kind of cool that right. our biggest organization is run by a successful wrestling family, not just someone who said, oh, I can make money doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you guys do it the right way. I, it's, it reminds me of my first year coaching at Penn State. We had Kerry McCoy. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I wasn't caught, Kerry McCoy was everything. Olympian. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The, the man. He right? is. Yeah. And I was just a young punk out of college and I thought I'd be funny. And we huge camp, but broke the kids into groups of like 60 or 70. And I had just got done teaching a technique session and Kerry was doing the next one. And I go to introduce him and I thought I was being funny. I was like, all right, raise your hand if you don't know who this is. And when you know it, like yeah. there 60, 55 kids raised their hand and we're like, now this was, <laughs> To, to be fair, this was like the internet just got started. Before, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there, there weren't cell phones. There weren't mm-hmm. like, but it's like you're at Penn State and the man, the myth, the legend, Kerry McCoy. Is, and you guys are like, how do you not know him? So I, I wanted to take the opportunity to like, if anyone watches this, to know how great your family was. And um, obviously with Thank any, I, I believe in capitalism, but I with, with any organization that works as hard as your family does, you know, you'll, you'll hear that, oh, here, more money to OAC, more money. That's like, where else are you going to get these opportunities, these experiences? And I think, I just think it's cool. So big thank you to your mom and dad to raising you and your brothers and, and giving back to Ohio this much. Well, thanks. And you know, it's not just them. There's a group of group of people, group group of dads. And um, you know, they, they saw something that kind of just took, you know, I just started with one junior high event, but um, you know, it goes two two things come to mind there. And I've had this conversation all the time, but, but thank you. It, you know, we yeah. got a group of people it's beyond, you know, they're just my family. We've got a group, I mean, people from central Ohio, Southwest Ohio, it's grown into, you know, something more, you know, and um, you know, people, you, you mentioned, you know, you know, OA and OEC, you know what you say, and all these great clubs across the state, but it, it, it boils down to the, the coaches. I think we're very blessed to have awesome coaches in Ohio. You know, you take the coaches out of the mix and it changes the whole landscape oh, of yeah. Ohio wrestling. And I just want to thank you for the time you put into it. You know, you could be doing other things or, you know, could, you know, could, I'm sure you could scratch that itch in other ways, but oh, um, yeah. we we're, we're super blessed, you know, and, and that, I guess that's one reason I guess we're starting this, you know, I had coach McCoy on a previous episode, but you know, we're so blessed here in Ohio and across the country of some awesome people. And I just want to kind of record these conversations of, you know, there's like, like you said, these parents, as is my other point, um, they're new to the sport. Right. And, yep. um, you know, they didn't know, but Kerry McCoy, I remember we had Fretwell come up and he's talking about <laughs> Jagger's cradle and, and he, you know, raise who's seen the cradle. And they're like two kids, there's 50 kids there. And they, two of them raise their hand. He's like, I'm in Ohio. How do you yep. not know who Jay Jaggers is? You know, exactly. but I bet the dads can name every 55 pound kid in his weight class. Right. 100%. <laughs> but 
I guess, you know, that's, you know, goes back to the coaching and, um, you know, why we're here and what we're doing, you know, educate these parents on the big picture of things. If not, you know, it's, um, it'd be kind of crazy, right? No, so, for sure. For so, sure. So, but, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I would love, I would love to see, you know, when you start with your beginners, it's all about emotional control, right? Cause you've never wrestled before. You're not used to people yeah. slamming you down. And, you know, those first couple of years, it's like, Hey, we got to get through practice without crying. Mm -hmm. like someone takes you down you fight right back right Mm -hmm. i think the learning somehow and i don't have it figured out yet but how to teach emotional control to to parents at the grade school level hey i have have two twin daughters and i still can't figure it out i'm sitting (laughs) out of my daughter's soccer game it's it's it's, um wrestling's hard wrestling i mean the the fact that the fact that they're, you're stepping out in front of hundreds of people and everyone's screaming at the top of their lungs just to shake hands and to fight, yeah. being afraid of losing is like being afraid of disappointing your coach or parent is a that's, right. that's a big thing. And Huge. it doesn't help to just scream if your kid loses. Like how many how many times have you how many times have you seen like two kids, whether they're beginners or elite, and it's a it's a one point win, right? The dad or coach is always screaming at the kid who lost, like you didn't try. But yeah. if he would have won that match by one point, it's like jumping up and down. Yeah, it's like and nothing the match, changed. You could be right? on a locking hands that he didn't control. <laughs> exactly. And it's like we could wrestle this ten times in a row, and this kid wins. <sighs> like, yes. let's just pay attention where you're at. Mm-hmm. Let's see where we got to get better, and mm-hmm. let's not yell at our kid after they just fought. Right. right. They're putting them on the line. They're learning. They're they're out yep. there. Yep. You know, me and my brother Drew, um, he runs our youth program, one of the coaches there, and uh, you know, he uh lives four houses down, so we get to watch a lot of wrestling on TV or just talk and some good conversation. He always brings up a point, you know, and I don't know if it, it kind of goes to the point of teaching emotional control, is almost teaching the kid, don't you don't have to look over me whether you do good or bad, just just wrestle, you know. They're looking over, you know, whether it's in soccer, baseball, basketball, wrestling, if they're looking over if they're doing bad or good, they're, that's the wrong, right. Wrong mechanics as a, as a, a youth athlete, let, let them enjoy it. Let them learn, you know? So yeah, emotional control. I mean, that, that that's uh that, that's the, the trick, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. When you figure it out, let me know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm really good at telling other people to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it changed, right. Like you said, every kid's different. Um, but yeah, I think we're in a, um, super unique spot right now with Ohio wrestling. You know, you talked, we're very blessed and teaching these parents, I guess, where, where do you see it headed here in Ohio? Um, you know, in central Ohio and Ohio in general, you know, with, with wrestling. It's hard to tell. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm optimistic about it, mm-hmm. but throughout times, even when me and you were wrestling, you know, uh, as young kids, it's, clubs will pop up and then they'll pop down and then people will move on. And um, I know I'm in it to stay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my goal is to, to spread the, spread the gospel of doing it the right way. And, you know, it's okay to fight hard. It's okay to train hard, but let's not make it like this is the Olympics. And hopefully, you know, one kid at a time, one set of parents at a time that it's just, it's, it's done in a mature, good way um, 
of de developing these kids. And, and you, you, I, I'll tell you what, for me, I suck at business when it comes to this stuff. Like there's clubs around here where it's like, if you're in my club, you're only in my club. You're not mm -hmm. allowed learning from other coaches. Um, but it's probably helping, you know, double-edged, right? It's, it, exactly. it's, it's addition by subtraction. Those, those exactly. jumpers are leaving and you're adding to the club because of yeah. that, right? Where I, I would like to see it. I, I think one of the big things that's different now in Columbus than when I was growing up is the high school coaches in Columbus are starting to trust other people. That's like good. I remember when I first came back from Penn State and started running a club, there was there was local coaches that told their kids, you're not allowed to go to any club. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, why not? Why? Yeah. You know, some of it's insecurity, maybe beginner coach don't want their kids to know someone else can share their knowledge. Some right. of it is, you know, they're afraid their kid might get recruited to a different school through meeting other families. I think now it's like, it's like I just started my freestyle this week and I have around 70 kids in there and I've got, I've got Palmer kids in there, Moran kids in there. I've got the Sabato kids in there. I've got kids from Watterson, uh, DeSales, um, Worthington, Olin Tangif, all the local Kaufman, uh, nice. Beast Mode started coming in because they lost their place and we kind of formed a, a group. So they're good. I mean, Beast Mode had one of the better freestyle clubs around um, with Dublin Kaufman, but they weren't allowed to use in their school this spring. Right. It was like, let's provide that opportunity. Um, so they have like seven high school kids in there. Um, but it's a, uh, it's, it's just everyone trusting everybody, mm -hmm. you know, with, with my club, with the crazy goats, I, I thought I had like 37 kids at grade school state I had 42, but only 11 registered under, under right. crazy goats. Right. and I'm never going to tell some kid, some 10 year old kid that travels an hour to train with me three days a week, mm -hmm. that they can't sign up as their local their local right community team and not get to wear the same thing it, as kids they go to school with. Right. And that right? you understand where we're at, right? We yeah. like, okay, once you're signed up, you're signed up. Cause if not, then you have those. You oh, know, 100%. Yeah. Like some parents don't, what do you mean you can't change? I'm like, we have a deadline. This is it. You know, yes. and, and yes. It, it puts us, yeah. And that's, a, I guess the, the thing we go back to, you have the new parents and then the experienced parents. Like, so we create some of these rules of yep. not changing weights for not the experience, exactly. but then it you know, breaks your heart when you have a new parent show up to state and they miss weight. It's like, how do we let you and not, you know, and it's like, yeah. just drove four hours. I'm like, sorry. You know, we try to put it in there, but go on. No, it's just, it's for what I was getting at for mm -hmm. some reason, the, the business side of it, it's like, mm -hmm. do you tell all your kids they have to wrestle for you or do you let them just be kids and leave drama out of it? And, right. you know, like I said, I like to keep score. I would have mm -hmm. liked all 42 kids, kids under correct. crazy goats and to be competing. If you take, if you take the, the points from just the registered guys at OAC and the little Eagles who all train all together, I think we finished third or fourth. And you take all the other kids that train with me two to three days a week, you know, we're, we're first or second mm -hmm. on the list, but mm -hmm. instead we're down crazy goats are down at like 20th, which yeah. I see enough. the big picture, right? But I'd be lying if I wasn't like, it got yeah, irked you a little bit, right? <laughs> I think like grade school, Oway state, we had, I think we only had 15 kids registered under crazy goats and we finished fourth, like a point out of second. We had 16 other kids there that are full-time crazy goat guys that didn't register under oh, us crazy. and we're the state championship team <laughs> if everyone does it and then yeah thing, it's I, I i wouldn't be i think you got to practice what you preach 
And it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'll use uh, Claire Fork does an awesome job um, with their youth club. Uh, Ricky they just Hayden. got a new facility, right? About a year yep. ago, right? Yep. Hayden mm-hmm. and Oscar and those guys, they do a great job. Um, but we had one of their guys that's a full-time crazy goat guy that, and I was happy for him. He got the kids he goes to school with, the kids he plays backyard football with. It's like, you know what? I don't care. As long as I'm helping you get better at wrestling, right. wear any singlet you want. I To get back to the original question of, you know, where do you see it going? I think if we have more people thinking that way, and obviously mm-hmm. I probably sound arrogant and cocky when I say think like me, but it's- No, uh, it's, it's the truth though. It's, it's the truth. You know, let's put all the drama aside. Mm-hmm. Even if you like to keep score like me. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, put it all aside and teach these kids. One day they are going to be husbands and fathers. Mm-hmm. And- let's let's keep that in the forefront and if they're getting better and they're loving the sport that's key because if we're being honest once once these kids hit puberty if they don't love it it, they have the ability once they hit puberty to have the 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 gumption anyways to look at dad and be like yeah once they can say no exactly right Mm -hmm. 100 if it's not we know those kids we know what you can pick them out real quick oh right away how many kids have we seen run through OACs and, and they're down? Know. Yeah. They, when they're up and down year and then all of a sudden they're playing basketball. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that's what we try to, I try to convey is like, Hey, I know you want to win right now. And I know it's cool to go drive far away to be in these tough rooms, but we have a pretty tough room too. And it's your kid's going to like wrestling if you don't make it too hard for them, mm-hmm. which sucks because we're in a hard sport and it's right. It's a double-edged sword. So let me ask you something. Uh-huh. And I, I think I've noticed in a short amount of time back with OAC is, is, is there a pretty significant drop-off? Do you see it like that D4 junior high? Yeah. That's what I kind of noticed where it's D4 like. D4 is usually that peak, um, you know, D3, D4. And then, you know, once you, you know, and a lot of factors, I think <clears throat> that we just yeah. talked about, right. Um, I guess that's your question, right? Where do we yeah. see that drop-off? Yeah. hundred percent. Um you know, you, you get into, you know, junior high and kids are starting, whether it's specialization or more, you know, parents realize it's a fork in the road, right? I'm going to, you know, as a parent, okay, I'm going to go all in on wrestling or are we going to kind of spread around? And yeah. so that, that D4 is usually the peak, D3, D4, um, as far as participation. And I think it's a lot of factors, um, you know. It, Puberty it, is the big one. Yep, puberty and, you know, no longer fun because, you know, you know, kids are starting to learn how to say no and parents aren't learning how to do adjust, right? Um, and it's not as easy. Some some of those young D1, D2, T3 kids, they were born with that body awareness. They were born mm-hmm. with that, Exactly. I'm not afraid to compete. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything comes easier. And it's fun to go to tournaments every weekend when you're winning. Winning, right. And then you start, start your, your head and arm or chin whip isn't working anymore. I'm quitting, right? <laughs> I, I have to work really hard for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, my this is this move that's worked for four years isn't working anymore. What's going on? Well, you never learned how to learn, right? Yeah. And then let's uh, like so my, big. It's 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 easy. You know, we've been in the sport for so long, right? And if, yeah. now you're getting to I don't know how long you've done soccer, but right, you're probably yeah seeing it, like things the right and wrong ways to do things. But yeah, I guess having that self awareness is huge, right? And you know, these parents just want what's best, but it's, you know, they, they can't, it's, it's, I guess the societies we live in, right. Yeah. The, the microwave instant success. We, we probably sound like a couple of jerks. A Co- couple old guys, right. I think I know you and you know me, we, we yeah. care about our parents and, and they, I think they, it really does genuinely come from, they want the best for their kids. It's just, mm-hmm. 
listen, listen to us. We've, we've been through it. <laughs> right. No, hundred percent. And, you know, going, you know, like I said, it's not about me, but going back to my dad, he brought up my dad and, you know, he owned small business. It was the same way. It was, it was a double-edged sword in his business. You know, he was too nice or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, taking care of people and things and people would take advantage of it or think he had a ulterior motive. And it's just, no, he was looking at the big picture and that's why he, you know, he's ran a small business for decades through these up, up and downs, economic times. And, um, you know, it's a double-edged sword, you know, it's, you're going to have pros and cons to everything in life. And, uh, yeah. but, um, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool when you meet, like I said, I, but wanting to get you on, um, you know, really impressed, you know, when you approach, you know, you, you see all the time with parents or coaches, what's going, why is my kid not seated? Or it's like, see, come on, like, what's going on, you know? But you've always asked in the right way, and you know, hey, here, here's what I'm seeing. Is this right, or what's going on? And um, you know, even Tommy too. It's it's kind of cool seeing you guys together because you guys are probably having some awesome conversations of you know yeah. strategy and just having fun, and that that's what it's all about. You know, these road trips, like you said, in vans and planes and hotel rooms or whatever it is, it, it makes it fun. Um, you know, those are, those are what you know the kids are going to remember, right? That are going to remember a handful of matches, right? They're going to remember those trips, so. I guess another question, um, you know, what, do you have any matches or whether com competing or as a coach that stick out like one of your favorite memories? I know, like we said, we're, we're a little bit before the internet age and I always ask people, you know, what, what's one that people pull up. They talk about, yeah, when I pull a, do a camp, this one, they pull this match up or something, but you know, we were kind of before the internet days, but yeah. from your memory, do you have any that stick out to you, your favorites? Um, I would say wrestling wise, I was in, uh, I was in Ankara, Turkey wrestling on the university world team. And the guy I was on the freestyle team, but the guy who made the Greco team got hurt or something. And about two days we trained in Istanbul for, we trained in Istanbul for a week and then flew up to Ankara. Um, Guy got hurt and about two days before competition, Greco started. I was, I went to Mark Schultz and, and our team leader, Artisher, and was like, hey, can I wrestle? Like, thinking Man. I was a big no. And they were like, yeah, why not? And I got pretty deep. Um, I think I finished like fifth, um, oh, wow. not, having, not having a clue what I was doing. Um, it probably helped me out not knowing how to mm -hmm. do it. Um, but I was wrestling a guy I was losing. I, I tied up. And this guy hit an arm throw on me. And I mean, I thought I was Superman flying through the air. Like the guy could have been cool and just hung onto my arm and slammed me down. He let go. He, okay. it, he let go. And I just like, oh, we're in the middle of that. And I think I landed out of bounds. Like, and I was so mad. I, I stood up, I ran back in. I went to collar timer hard. Boom. Did it again. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? And somehow I was like, all right, don't collar tie this guy. <laughs> let him grab you. And it was, it was a war. I came back point by point by oh, point. Really? They, uh, with like five seconds left, I hit this, this reverse gut lift. I picked him up, grunted like a young idiot, slammed him for the win. And I remember other coaches from other countries came up and they were like patting me on the back, oh, not wow. having a clue what they were saying. But it was like, you know, that was, that was one of the wins when I was competing and it was in Greco. Um, but it did always kind of pops back like you you fought hard you probably made your dad if your dad wasn't in columbus ohio he was there he probably would have given you a hug you know that's um, cool i spent my whole college career in the training room hurt 
um, had some good wins, only a one-time All-American. Um, Coaching-wise, I told Zeb this last year. Um, I get just as high on coaching. Like, like let's use um, – we'll use Owe, um, Cooper Schlegel, and Rylan Wax both won. I've been coaching Rylan for a long time. Rylan's a stud, man. Um, and who's his first time winning a tournament for as good as he is that I was at? Oh, wow. Um, and he, he grabbed me by the arm when we walked off the mat and he kind of whispered, he pulled me away from everyone like an adult would. And he was like, that's the first tournament I won when you were at it. And it was like, boom, and he, that's what it's about. Like, that's that cool, is, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's as cool as Got coaching. Got the chills just hearing that. Yeah, that's that's as cool as coaching Miles Martin win a national title as a freshman at the NCAAs, you know, in Madison Square Garden or, or Kyle beating Gwiz in overtime or whatever. And then Cooper, Cooper Schlegel is another one that um, and, and I hate mentioning names because I always forget. Some right. People get offended. All right. <laughs> um, Cooper was another one where I literally had to walk away because I had tears coming down my face like a, like a little schoolboy. Um, he has been a consistent kid that comes to practice, always has a smile on his face, is good enough to beat people, but hasn't gotten over the hump of winning matches he should. Mm-hmm. And he beat two really good guys that placed at OAC, and Cooper lost his placement match at OAC like the next week. Okay. But the kid he beat in the semifinals and the finals placed really high at OACs. So he wow. still has a little bit of that in him, but mm-hmm. it was like seeing him stay mature through the matches, having opportunistic scores at the end of periods, um, just following, you know, the line we're putting ahead of him and mm-hmm. seeing him win, that's makes it worth it. Right. And I, and I, and at the same time, this whole conversation is like, Hey, let's make sure these kids and parents are realistic. This is grade school wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, we're setting a foundation that is super important for the future. Right. But to see them get to have that success you know, I try not to get too high, too low, but I had to, when he won, I had to walk away, you know, and, and he beat one of the kids that I've trained in my basement for two summers in a row and a clear fork kid in, in Grady, which I would have been just as happy for him if he won, mm-hmm. but to see Cooper win that match was like, I genuinely had, I had to go high because I didn't want anyone That's- to see him get emotional. It's so had a lot of great, great, you know, coaching Tommy over in Switzerland on a Team USA uh, trip, him winning a Grand Prix over there was pretty, pretty high. That's um, awesome. Coaching, I remember coaching him and guys like uh, Coleman Scott and people like that on cadet national teams when I'd come home and uh, give back to those age groups. It's There's been a lot of good moments, but those, those youth kids, man, when, when they buy in – I don't care if it's a local Worthington tournament or if it's OAC or OA or to make the cadet world team or to make the Olympic team, beating the former Olympic champ. It's, it's just, if you genuinely love the kids and they trust you, which I think they have to know you love them for them to trust you when they have any success, it's, it's the best drug on the planet in my opinion. Not, I don't do drugs, but you, you know what I'm saying. hundred percent. You know, I've had that feeling. And um, when you get that feeling, right, it uh, it makes those all those tough days and tough losses worth it, right? It oh, yeah. uh, makes it hundred percent worth it. That's awesome. No, thanks for sharing, man. 
thanks yeah. for sharing, especially, uh, you know, getting emotional because it's, it's, it's an emotional sport without a doubt. Sure. You know, if sure. it, if it wasn't, then, um, you know, it's, uh, if you don't get emotional, I don't know why you're doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. The, oh. the day, the day that I'm not excited to, to go to practice or the day I'm not excited to go to a tournament, mm -hmm. I'll find something else to <laughs> right. scratch the itch. But right now I love it. I, I think I'm going to do it for another 15 years or so. Good. Um, so awesome. hopefully, hopefully we'll get to know each other better and create a friendship and yeah, you know, help keep helping Ohio get better in our own ways. No, hundred percent. And that's, um, I get, you know, going back, that's the only downside. It, you know, I tell people when, you know, running those tournaments and running into people, I don't get to spend quality time with them per se, you know, it's usually running here, running there. And it's, um, you know, I have these, like I said, wanted to start this because I have these conversations off air. It's like, you know, let's, let's record them. And I think it's definitely opening um, relationships to a different level or a new relationship. So, so, um, you know, thanks for taking the time. You, you have anything else to, to talk about or anything no. you want to share? No, um, just thanks again to you and your family and your group of people. Um, it's, a, it's a big group. It's, it's, man, it's not, not just my family by any means, but, um, you know, we're yeah. trying to work on some other things too, and, you know, keep the sport going. You know, we're, we're lucky we live in a, in Ohio. That's for, that's for certain. Yeah. Right. Very, very blessed. So, so. All right, Ross. Thanks coach. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Definitely. definitely we crossing paths more. So sounds good.